Hi, and welcome back to another episode of Deplorable Nation. I'm your host, Deplorable Janet, and today I have one of my very favoritest people on the planet with me, returning guest, Mr. Reef from the Haram Life. How are you, my beautiful friend? I'm doing great. Fantastic. It's great my, to have my, show again. My sexy Armenian. Albanian. 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 Yeah. <laughs> my, my warrior. There you go. <laughs> the sexy Albanian mountain warriors. That's right. So I just want to say, um, first and foremost, thank you for doing your show. I love your show because I could be having the worst day and then tune in to watch you. And it just makes me laugh all the time, like to the point where I feel like I need a diaper, maybe. <laughs> to listen <laughs> so, so nice of you, you to say that that's what we go for you know we try to take uh today's topics and whatever people are talking about and try to just have fun with it so there's too many seriousness going on everywhere and we're just we're, we're not that smart <laughs> we're a bunch of meatheads <laughs> so there's no reason for us to pretend like we're experts but if you listen to us that's what we do we do actually have smart takes on things but we kind of we kind of mix it in with comedy so everybody can just uh lower so their guard a little bit how long have you guys all known each other? I've known Legend now, my my co-host Legend, for about, I'd say, 25 years now. Oh, wow. That's yeah. good. Yeah, I've known him for 25 years, and we're we're best friends. I was the best man at his uh, wedding, godfather of his children. And Chato has been our close friend for maybe about 10 years now. So That's so cool, we, though, that you still have friends that are that close that you've known for that long that yeah. you can actually do a show with where you guys get along and gel well instead of like butting heads and fighting. And well, we, we did the show because we didn't get to talk to each other all the time. Mm -hmm. I mean, legend call each other every day. We're like two old nanas. We're like, huh, did you see what happened the other day? You know? <laughs> <laughs> so we're like, we should just do a show. If we're just calling each other for hours on the phone and we get to, and we look forward to it now because we don't get to see each other. Cause he moved to South to North Carolina, Chatham moved mm -hmm. to South Carolina. I'm in Jersey. So every week we're like, at least we get that we look forward to talking to each other and like just like like a bunch of gossiping girls. Like, oh, <laughs> we can't wait to get together, you know? <laughs> I love that though. So how often do you guys actually get to see each other? Like in person? Probably like twice, two or three times a year, maybe. We go to see each it's tough. You know, do I'm you still plan working. vacations together. We try to plan things like when we go away, like we think we're planning a another trip to Miami and he's planning to come up here, legend. So we're trying to get more, you know, more situated, but it's tough now. Mm -hmm. it's, it's really, everything's expensive to leave now. Oh, he's, got, yeah. he's got three kids. So it's like, it's not easy now. I mean, to go on a plane now with three kids is going to cost you two, three Gs. It's, it's oh. unbelievable. <laughs> That's putting it mildly. Oh, no, but it's, it's the airline. <laughs> That's estimate, right. It's not inflation. There's no such thing as inflation. Right. And I would hate having to pay for luggage like you do on so, so many different airlines now, like what it would be to take a whole family somewhere. Oh, it's you're, you're looking at even domestically flying. You're probably looking anywhere for a family of five, probably five K just for flights. We're not talking hotels or anything else. That's so crazy. You better put him up in your apartment. Yeah. I told him <laughs> he's supposed to come for his sister's wedding. And I'm like, we're going old school. Like when we were kids, we're going to throw the air mattresses on the floor and everybody's <laughs> sleeping in the living room. <laughs> That's the cheaper way to do it. I would rather vacation that way. Oh, we yeah. don't we don't vacation unless it's 
like little short trips that are somewhere close. Yeah, that's that's the way I like it now. And I don't, I can't stand going somewhere where it's like full of like screaming kids and stuff. I guess I'm like, I've changed and, and that's not relaxing to me whatsoever. I don't find that relaxing either. I like going to resorts that say no kids allowed. (laughs) Right. And I know that sounds terrible because I have kids and stuff, but yeah, no, I chaperoned many trips with my daughter and her friends. And I'm like, I just, that's not my thing. I would rather be like in a cabin secluded in the mountains somewhere. We say that all the time. Me and legend. We're like, that's the best type. We just sit out there and and we'll talk, we'll drink all night and we'll just go out for hikes and whatnot. Everything else. Like I I know recently my friends like, Oh, we got to go out and party tonight. I'm like party. Like in a club? You, like, do, you do that still? <laughs> like in a club? Like I'm 41. What are we doing here? <laughs> With people? Like you got to see. My girl wants to get taken out sometimes. And I'm like, I'm like what do you, you want to go to a bar? Like with people surrounding each other, music playing? You know, can we just go to Chili's? <laughs> That's so funny that you said that because we're the same way. We're like major homebodies now. And we were like huge into the music scene and knew all the bands and all the touring bands from all over the United States and spent way too much money doing that kind of stuff all the time. And now the thought of that makes me cringe because there are so many people that have so much drama and it's like they gravitate toward us. And I'm like, Mm-mm. They gravitate towards I because I have the same people come to me with their drama because I have an open, you know, neutral ear. So I'm mm-hmm. willing to listen to them and willing to give them advice. But people take mm-hmm. advantage of that. Then they start coming to you like, oh, let me just spill everything to you. And you're like, mm-hmm. this is not yeah, what I and I don't, I don't mind helping certain people, but this was like people I don't even like really know. I've maybe said hi to once or twice, and they come up and it's like black like their whole entire life and i'm like would you talk to me tomorrow probably not you have that inviting aura i guess (laughs) people just go yeah carry across no (laughs) the power of christ compels the. (laughs) yeah we don't i can't stand going anywhere now we like we don't even go out after dark how sad is that i don't blame you I mean, we just, I like, I like being home so much now. Like yeah. It just, I like being home, relaxing, putting on music or like cooking mm-hmm. here at home. Like it, this is the things I enjoy now, but I also lived, as you know, if you listen to our podcast, I lived the wild life. So I did pretty much everything you could do. I know. So like- same, same with us. <laughs> and it's all out of our systems now. And so I'm just like, yeah, I'm super happy just to like kick my feet up in the recliner. Yeah, when somebody's like, "Yeah, you want to come?" I was like, "I partied in Ibiza for four hours, for four days straight. Like, you can't top that anywhere else." I don't. I only remember two of those days, but (laughs) that's not a good thing. (laughs) So let me ask you because um, I know that you have a very different diet now than what you did before. Because the last time that you were solo on my show. Um, we were talking about how you like to eat cereal all the time. Oh, so, yeah. It's so, over now. yeah. What what did you do? What did you change to to now? Well, what I was what was happening to me is I was I was eating. I constantly felt full. 
there was like a knot in my stomach constantly. And I was getting like dermatitis all over my hands. Mm-hmm. And I found out I was allergic to gluten. Like I didn't understand what was going on. I was working out. And every time I was working out five days a week and I looked like I was pregnant all the time. Like my stomach was protruding constantly. You know, I had that glow, but I always have the glow. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but, and then I, I, I got the test and I had a gluten allergy. And then just like that, like the minute I cut it out, I started feeling better. I mean, I started to stick to just eggs, meat, cheese, and just anything that can get gluten-free. But even like, you know, even the gluten-free is all bullshit too. Mm-hmm. Half that shit is poisonous anyway. Yep. But I, I, I can't eat cereal anymore. I can't eat pasta anymore. I can't eat any of that anymore. And I know now when I try, even when I try to get like homemade pasta, right away, instantly, I get a reaction to it. So mm-hmm. I've been trying to stick as gluten-free as I can. But, you know, what am I, I'm in New York. What am I, I gotta eat pizza. I was going to say, you know it's, it's <laughs> so hard because um, I switched recently to carnivore. And it was pretty easy at first, but I'm in like my second week now. And I'm like, I I don't really ever crave sweets because I'm not really a sweets person, but I love bread. Yeah. And it's not bread. being able to eat that. And if you look up, you know, you can make bread recipes, but it's like with ground turkey or ground chicken and all this yeah, weird no. stuff in it. And I'm like, that's it's not, not the bread. same. No, it's not, the same. not bread to me. So. <laughs> Um, it's been good because like the, the weight drop is like instant phenomenal. Yes. And the bloating is completely gone and the full feeling all of that within like two days was completely gone. I ran carnivore. This is before it became like a big, uh, a big trend, maybe Mm -hmm. three years ago. I ran it for three years. I just Mm -hmm. ate meat for three years and Mm -hmm. I was in great shape. I mean, usually I weigh around 190. I was constantly at 180 ripped. Mm-hmm. abs you know jacked and it was great it was a great feeling it's just that you know i like having cake <laughs> right and that's my thing that's my that's my one weakness like every once in a while i just want a piece of cake and so what i decided to do was one day a week i will have a cheat day yeah where i, think I can have one one thing that i really like because like make trying to make snacks and things like that that I can actually eat. Cause I don't want to just go like gnaw on a steak that we is yeah. left over or something. That's yeah, not a snack. Ribeye fat for a snack. Yeah. <laughs> or some people like just gnaw on a stick of butter. And I'm like, that like is a no for me. I can't. I, you know, I think you, when you listen to your body and you understand you could start having little snacks and sweets and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It's just all you bouncing properly. Like my problem was, is I indulged with everything. It was my problem my whole life. I had problems, mm-hmm. you know, it's the reason why I had problems with, with painkillers and alcohol back in when I was younger, because of mm-hmm. the same addiction that I have now with food. Like mm-hmm. I, I can't say no to a key lime pie and I just can't have a slice. I got to have the whole pie. Well, <laughs> I, I like desserts. Like I Thanksgiving, like pumpkin pie. That's my favorite dessert of all time. But I make like a lot of candy and stuff like that for other people. And so, you know me, I like to cook a lot. I like to cook a lot. And I'm like, I still make all those things for my husband. But I'm like, I'll just eat this piece of chicken. (laughs) Are you doing any uh, working out? Are you? Oh, yeah. I have I have a, uh, a, a 
treadmill and I have like a small stepper. It doesn't have like any, it's just the feet part. Yeah. So yeah. I can store them away. And that, oh my God, it's so well, it's a great exhausting. workout. Yeah. It's a great workout. Yeah. I used to do the Stairmaster maybe for 45 minutes every day. And I mean, you just, I'm just pouring sweat the whole time. Yeah. It's bad because this is so small and so compact. Like the shocks are very tight on it mm -hmm. and I have really shitty knees. And so I could do like three and a half minutes at a time. And then I have to take a break because yeah, my yeah. knees sound like Rice Krispie treats. <laughs> That's how my knees are starting. Like you can hear a crack pop and like everybody working on me. Like, what was that? <laughs> I get up from the chair and it's like, is that your knees? And I'm like, no, that was actually my feet. <laughs> <laughs> but the good part about the carnivore diet is it cuts out so much of that inflammation. Yeah. You yeah. know, the inflammation is the worst part about it is that and dieting now. Yeah, like the yep. fatigue went away. The only thing I will say that has been god awful um, is pooping like a goose. Mm -hmm. Literally, mm -hmm. it, it's almost like overdosing on magnesium. How that yeah, yeah. like makes your bowels like <clears throat> tight, un yeah. un unhappy. Um, yeah. That was the worst part, and that was like for four or five days and thank god that's stopped. yeah it'll subside it like you can't subside. you can't even go like somewhere you know like out running around or whatever during yeah, that period of time <laughs> <laughs> not a just great idea story how much we're like literally being poisoned i mean mm -hmm. it's so crazy it's yep. the the food that gives us joy is just literally killing us and when we we're go back to the inflammation that's such a big problem because your body's fighting off this inflammation. It's not even giving you a chance to digest the food mm -hmm. or God forbid you get sick because now you're fighting inflammation and a sickness or a virus. Right. It's, just, it's like double the punch right there. And it's not, it's not good for anything. So when you well, want to eliminate that inflammation, the half the battle's gone. Pretty much. And I, of the battle. It's such a, you know, it would be so beneficial, but I think the reason why a lot of people don't want to do it is because it is a fad thing. You know, like everybody's yeah. vegan or everybody's vegetarian or, you know, try the South Beach or try this, try that, whatever. And so a lot of people are very hesitant to start it. And it would it literally will cure so many things that are wrong yeah. in your body. And people don't even understand that. Oh, yeah, like diabetes that will go away like perfectly. Instantly. Yeah. yeah. Like, like right away, you'll see a difference once your insulin level and your, and your kidneys and your liver start adjusting to it. I mean, within a week, you'll see a huge difference in your mm -hmm. sugar levels. Like you'll be able to maintain a healthy sugar level yep. with no problem. I mean, I know people that have diabetes and they're eating like a donut to when their sugar drops. I'm like, you're that's not supposed my, to do that. That's bro. my dad. Every, <laughs> and he always calls me and he's like, honey, He's like, my sugar is 460. I don't know why it's so high. And I'm like, what are you eating? And he always buys a box of dark, dark chocolate donuts, mm -hmm. dark chocolate ice cream. Like he is constantly like eating just garbage shit. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> I had a friend who would, he would, his sugar would drop eat like two Snickers bar and then he would raise. And then with the same hour, he's shooting himself it to crashed. lower the sugar back. Yeah. I'm like, what are you doing? What is yeah. this? Yeah, and that's the thing is like the finding that balance for people, but they they don't teach about that in medical school. So doctors and stuff don't share that with your patients that if they're, you know, if they're gonna eat something that's 
that's really high in sugar, yeah. you've got to balance that out with something else yeah. with a protein. But speaking, I just found my do a doctor now for the first time in my 41 years of being alive where I told him I wasn't feeling good. And the first thing he asked is like, well, what are you eating? And I'm like, this is a good doctor. So right. He's asked me that. Right. And I was like, is everything all right? I'm like, no, it's just the first time a doctor actually asked me, what are you eating? Let's mm -hmm. try to get to the core of it instead of just saying, here, here, eat, take this. Take this do pill. That. Yeah, let's mm -hmm. do these tests. Let's stick a scope up your ass right away or down your throat. And, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. Hey, when you were talking about that on your show the other night, um, that is an interesting procedure to have done. It's super exciting. I've already been there, done that. Um, the worst part is the fasting, mm -hmm. and and while you're taking this stuff for this go lightly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> definitely not go lightly by any way shape or form but you're like literally every ounce of everything in your body and then you almost feel like you're dehydrating by really? the time that you get there and so me i was like took a while to wake up and they're like oh it's it's okay for you guys to to leave now and i'm like good because i haven't eaten for two days and i'm starving <laughs> and i go to walk out in the parking lot and i almost fell over because i was I'm still sure. like under anesthetic and didn't i wasn't functioning properly yeah i'm sure and then when you finally eat it it sounded like the tasmanian devil like rah, 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 exactly <laughs> Yes, I did make him take me to uh, the closest place to eat, which was literally like two seconds away. <laughs> <laughs> he made me go first, though, because we both had to have one. Yeah. And he's like, I want you to go first so you can tell me what it's like. Yeah, and sure. <laughs> we had different, like they ordered uh, different doctors for us. And so I had completely different prep than he did. I had liquid that I had to drink and it was so foul. And like I said, go lightly was the name and he had pills and I'm like, well, that's unfair. Yeah. <laughs> he had to drink this shit and he's got the easy way out. <laughs> Did you ever try fasting? I mean, me like growing up Muslim during Ramadan, we got used to fasting. So like yep. now the fat is to fast now. So like people do like 72 hour fasts and which I, I don't recommend it, for everybody because that's right. very dangerous. That know. is really hard for me. I think the, like the two days before that um, procedure was like the longest I've been able to do, but I do like intermittently. So like I'll eat, I don't eat three times a day anyway. And I'm not one of those people that like to lose all the optimal weight you should eat 16 times a day. I don't no, do that. Doesn't make sense. I, there's no way I could do that anyway. So it's like if we do have meals, it's twice a day. So a lot of times I'll have one meal and that's at dinner. And yeah. so I and we eat dinner at four o'clock. Yeah. Better early. So I won't eat anything since four o'clock the day before. So yeah. I got caught up in just the, cause I work in like a construction kind of field. So we got caught mm -hmm. up in breakfast with the boys every morning, mm -hmm. egg and cheese on a roll. Everybody at eight, we sat down then 12 o'clock lunch. There's only three hours apart from each other. Now mm -hmm. Now we're eating a heavy lunch and then I get home. I want a dinner. So I was just doing that because we become creatures of habit and you want to hang out with everybody. You know, right. that's what 
the problem is you don't need to be eating that much. You know, it's, it makes sense. You don't even have to call it fasting. Just give your body eight hours to fully digest. Mm-hmm. You know, some people, because you said it, some people take it as a fad. So when you say, oh, have you tried intermittent fasting? You're like, that's, a, you know, people get turned off by it because they right. do it on the web or on, on the social medias and whatnot. So you just say, if you break it down, just give your body eight hours just to right. rest. That's yep. it. So all you have to do is stop eating maybe at six o'clock at night, the night before, and you can eat breakfast then. You know, yeah, and of- I would I would strongly suggest water while yeah. you're fasting and not things like Diet Coke. No, <laughs> no, doesn't, doesn't even make sense. There's a lot of people who do that, though, even yeah. people that that do like the carnivore and stuff, and they'll be super strict carnivores, so they won't eat, you know, eggs or, you know, cheese or anything like that. It's just solely meat. And then they'll be like slamming back a diet coke and i'm like that defeats defeats everything yeah because you're still intaking a large amount of sugar and other stuff if you're trying to get in in shape and and you know you're trying to lose weight not eating eggs is such a disservice it's the it's the most nutrient dense food you can find right and it's cheap and you can literally have it anytime you want and it's got so many nutrients in it it's the best thing for you when you're trying to lose weight or when you're trying to maintain a healthy diet do you remember Grown woman before you go. A grown woman recently told me that an egg. This is a normal person I have known that an egg can turn into a chicken normally with no problem. I said, "Are you out of your fucking mind?" She's like, "Yeah." She's I'm like, "You think that if I put an egg and heat it up, a chicken comes out of there?" She's like, "Yeah." I'm like, "Jesus Christ!" It's like you know, a rooster's got to stick his dick in there and fucking slam it back. She's like, "No." She's arguing with me about it. I'm like, "I can't save everybody." I can only say that's true. That's very true. But what I was going to say was, do you remember when we were growing up, all the different commercials where it was like, you know, the incredible edible egg, right? And everybody go eat eggs. And then it was, oh, don't eat eggs. They're bad for you. Eat eggs. Don't eat eggs. And it was like this continuous, like, fight about that but eggs are very high in protein and i know this is gross and disturbing but is not any different than the protein content you would get if you eat placenta after you have a child yep and that is why people do it because it's very nutrient dense yeah i think when you got vitamin k chlorine in it you got so many different vitamins Mm -hmm. in there it's so important to eat that that's why people eat egg whites i'm like what are you doing just put the whole Mm -hmm. yolk in there Mm-hmm. Don't worry about cholesterol. And not only that, but Dave lied to us about cholesterol 100%. for the last 30 years. Mm-hmm. And and diabetes and everything else. So, yeah. So, I don't know, but I just I wanted to know what, what you do. Because I know when I was going to send you stuff, you're like, oh, I can't eat that. So, yeah. But you know what? I've come, I've come to the point with helping me with carnivore and all these different diets is now I only eat when I'm hungry. Right. And that's it. Yep. Like I've come to a point now where I can I I can say no to pizza if it's in front of me, or when people are eating in front of me at dessert, I, I'm not hungry right now, so there's no point. But when I am hungry, I'll indulge if I feel mm-hmm. like I need to eat, and that right. usually that balances everything. You don't right. want to go through your life not eating this, not eating that, and starving yourself, and it's like defeating the purpose of living. So you want to just get to that point where you can you can easily say no to the certain things. And that's why I know. feel bad for like some people that. Like they don't like any kind of seafood and they don't like, you know, turkey or they don't like chicken or whatever. So your choices are so limited. 
Yeah. You Especially know, if you don't and, like like chicken and whatnot. Like, it's, yes. You know, I can't eat chicken normally because Legend, my my podcast and co-host, he used to freak me out about chicken all the time. He's like, you're gonna eat that, and you know it's a dirty bird. And I used to be like, oh, well, now I can't eat this shit. He's like, you see the chicken, what it looks like, and he would constantly put it in my head. So now when I eat chicken, I'm always like, ah, I'm eating this fucking bird. <laughs> I'm one of those people that I love all kinds of different stuff. And so for me, like introducing things like even like rabbit or duck or, you know, stuff like that. But some people like hating all kinds of seafood and, and whatever. I think it would probably be a difficult. Yeah. If you're going to stick to that, them. I'm only going to eat steaks and ribeyes and this. I mean. Your body's going to get so sick of it. You're just yes. gonna, your body literally says, I've had enough at one point. Yes. And you, you just don't even want to eat that. That's how you lead it to go into it. Uh, you lead yourself to go into a bad diet because that's when you're like, fuck this. I'm just going to mm -hmm. go indulge on everything now. Yeah, but it is. You got to spread your wings out a little. You got to you got to have a little seafood. You got to have a little chicken, a little turkey. You can't just keep on the same same ribeye. I know, guys, mm -hmm. that just eat ribeyes. Like every day. Well, every day, and that like, would be great if they weren't like stupidly expensive. So crazy. I mean, an you inch know? and a half here, an inch and a half ribeye is probably like thirty-four dollars here. Yeah, that's that's crazy, and you know that's why like I'm glad that we can mix things up and do different things. Which he's he's not a fan of a lot of stuff that I eat because he's like that doesn't sound good. Like taking thin sliced. <clears throat> like chicken or turkey, putting it in the dehydrator and making chips out of it. Yeah. And he's like, Oh, I don't, I don't like that. <laughs> yeah, but Give me the bag of Doritos. <laughs> <laughs> I never liked Doritos though. I never, ever, even as a kid until now, I never liked Doritos. He has an affinity for taco Doritos. Really? Like such an odd thing instead of like the nacho cheese or something. It's, Taco once. <laughs> I don't know. So do you do eat a lot of cheese then? Yeah, I love cheese. I, I do love too. Cheese. I love cheese. Like I if they would have told me that I had to cut that out, I would have been like, I can't do this. No, so. there's no way. I love cheese. I love feta cheese, kashkaval. Like just all I can go to Whole Foods and just sit in the cheese section and just same. Just have you ever crazy. been to a cheese factory? I have. I have. Oh my God. And they let you sample everything. And I'm just saying, like, <laughs> you walk out, my face is all bloated from all the, all the cheese I'm eating. <laughs> That's my favorite, though. I was taking somebody to Nebraska for that was moving there. And there was a cheese factory on the way. And I swear to God, I spent like four hours in there. And I was like, oh, and I had this huge cooler when I left. <laughs> <laughs> just cheese <laughs> that I had to bring all the way back here. It's a long drive. <laughs> yeah, I even like when they tell you how the cheese cheese is made and the process of it. Like I, mm -hmm. I love, I love cheese. It's just so delicious. You ever had blueberry cheese? Yes, I have actually. Oh, I love that. Yeah, yeah. That I had one with. Uh, it was goat. It was sheep milk cheese with blueberries. It was so good because it had like a tangy finish to it. Mm -hmm. It was it was so good, but that even sounds... that little square thing like this is like fifteen dollars. <laughs> right, <laughs> can't do that in these days. But no. you know what? I I love like every kind of cheese that I've ever tried, 
And so I found a way to make like cheese nips without flour or anything. You just take like well, you real, gotta send cheese, some of those. real cheese slices and cut them in fours and bake them in the oven. Oh, that's it? 330 degrees for 30 minutes. No kidding. And that's all you need to do. And they come out perfect and crispy and wow. whatever. So I can. It's a great snack to have, actually. When you think about it. Because I like cheese nips. nips a lot. Yeah. Oh, I love the whole. I can eat a whole box of them. Same. <laughs> <laughs> now I got to figure out a sweet that I could do, though. Because I'm not like a flan kind of person. I don't yeah. like flan so much. No, I don't like it either. I don't like the condensed milk taste with everything else. Mm -mm. Nope. And so, I grew up with Hispanic people. That's all we had was flan and tres leches everywhere. Yeah, I'm I'm not a fan of that. So I'm going to have to like be creative and think of something that, because a lot of this stuff, it's like use ground up pork rinds to make yeah, yeah. pudding like breadcrumbs. Yeah. And I'm like, no. Yeah, like for substitute for breadcrumbs, you grind up like pork rinds is what they mm -hmm. use now. Instead of using now I did make chicken tenders with the pork rinds the other night and those were amazing. Really? I really did like that. Yeah, I've seen it on the, if you go on Twitter, there's a lot of people that are like have huge carnivore accounts and do have they good they do have good ideas. Mm -hmm. It's just yeah. that it does just like we were talking before. It just gets a little culty. Like people get so yeah. culty, like they, it's yeah. way too cultish. And if you don't follow it like they do, yeah, like if you you know like everybody knows their body and how they respond to stuff, and you know. Like if you have too much fat, you definitely know it because you'll poop a lot. Yeah. Yep. And it's like, but if they get so mad, like if you vary from what they do. Oh yeah. Yeah. I've seen like, that. I just, I don't see myself going and grabbing a stick of butter and just gnawing on that first yeah, snack. But <laughs> putting it in the freezer and licking it like an ice pop. Yep. <laughs> or, or not a big liver fan at all. And it's like, whoa, for a healthy snack that you can take on the go, make some liver crisp. And I'm like, no. <laughs> like, Bleh. but liver is so good for you, but it's the I same know. thing. I can't deal with it. It ruined me as a child because we literally had it every oh, week. Yeah. <laughs> every too. week we had the same meals on the same days. And so yeah. every Friday we would have liver and onions yep us too <laughs> was always overcooked and brussels sprouts i hate brussels sprouts and i hate liver can't do either one now mm -mm. <laughs> that's like cool. us we have this like bean stew it's called grosh it's an albanian it's like mm -hmm. an albanian dish and it's mm -hmm. just beans and like lamb bones and like smoked meat that's what mm -hmm. makes the the broth mm -hmm. and we had it all the time i can't i can't even look at it right now and this when I'm I old. could I could eat that because I like beans. Oh, I hate I hate beans now <clears> for some <throat> reason. Maybe because my father said if you don't finish this, <laughs> you're not that, allowed to see? <laughs> clean plate club. You can't leave the yeah. table until you eat everything. I wonder why there's an obesity problem. Yeah, you know, and that's probably the reason why I blame my father now. I'm like, it's his fault. <laughs> like it's and we had we had stuff like um can you know canned salmon. Have you ever seen canned salmon? I've seen canned salmon. Yeah, yeah. Of course. My mom would always make salmon patties oh on another God. night with like, you know, it's still got like bones and junk yeah, yeah. in it because it comes out of the can. 
So that was another meal. So I can't stand salmon either now. I never like salmon though, ever. I still don't like salmon. I don't like salmon or tuna because they taste pretty much the same to me. The only salmon I can eat is smoked salmon because it does not taste like salmon. Oh, like the lox almost? Like when mm -hmm. you have lox? Yeah, yeah. I, I yep. have that. Yeah, that's the, that on a bagel is tremendous. Oh, mm -hmm. forget it. Mm -hmm. Nothing better than that. Yeah, I I found the uh, smoked salmon when I was like making sushi before. I'm like looking for different stuff to use. And I'm like, well, let me try this. And I actually like the smoked salmon because it doesn't taste. So how long you been now on this diet now? Um, It has been. Thirteen days. All right. Not like you're counting or anything. Yeah, I have a calendar <laughs> in front of me. I wrote, I write stuff down. So it's like the best I, way to do it when you yeah. start writing your food down. It is because then if something does make you feel bad, like I recently was taking a testosterone supplement and tribulus was in there. You mm -hmm. know, it's a plant tribulus. I was mm -hmm. allergic to it. And because I was writing everything down, I knew right away, okay, this is what's causing it instantly because mm -hmm. it was like mimicking a heart attack. Yeah. Like I was literally sitting there going to the doctor. I'm like, all dramatic. I'm like, doc, this is the big one. I'm telling you, this one's coming. He's looking at me. He's like, you're fine, bro. I'm like, nope, something's wrong here. There's something not right here. He's like, your heart's fine. He's repeating it. <laughs> I'm like signing, I'm signing wills away. I'm like, <laughs> but that's good though, that you know that. And that's why led people may think that's anal, but that's why I keep a calendar in front of me. And I write down like, not just like weight, but I write down like if I only ate one meal or, you know, if I had a small cheat or whatever on cheat day, I write all that stuff down. So I have record of what I can and it's the best way to tolerate. Do it, to be so it's, it's, you need to do it and do it with your dreams too. <laughs> exactly. We dreams the other day. Yes. I want to talk to you about that because you were talking about, and I've had this too, like re-entering the same dream. Like you wake up and then you go right back into the same dream. Yeah. So yeah. Is it always the same dream that that happens with? I've had two, uh, a couple occasions where I've woken up and went back to sleep in the same exact dream. But mm -hmm. then I've woken up and gone back to sleep and go to a dream I've been in before mm -hmm. and be and be aware of where I am and know, mm -hmm. oh, this is a school that I've been to. And then like knew how to navigate around it, which mm -hmm. was pretty trippy. So like as looking into it and they say, you know, maybe a dream realm, maybe your mind just thinking you know it or whatever, but it's kind of trippy when you're going in there and you're seeing the same faces, the same environment. Mm -hmm. And like, I remember going to the gym, like, oh, I can make it right here. And then seeing exactly what I thought I was going to see, you know? Mm -hmm. But like, it's, it's happened a lot because I stopped smoking weed. So my dreams have become so intense lately. Mm -hmm. It's like four or five weeks now I haven't smoked weed. And now my dreams are just, I mean, I can doze off and daydream and just go into full mode dreaming now. See, that's good because like it's inhibitory for a lot of people for that and and not ever having like vivid dreams or rim enough REM sleep to ever get a vivid dream or, or anything like that. So how hard was it for you to like stop smoking? It wasn't that hard because I stopped doing painkillers almost cold turkey. So like <laughs> this was nothing for me, you know, going painkillers and I was doing a tremendous amount. And to just kill a cold turkey, this was not not hard at all. The only hard thing is, is like when you're home alone and you're bored is the best, is the hardest thing. 
Mm-hmm. You know, you just you want to get high, you feel better, you can go to sleep. Other than that, but other than that, it really wasn't that tough. You know, it's it's like it's I like can't. that movie Half Baked. He's like, you ever suck dick for weed? <laughs> like it's so <laughs> it's easy. You know, <laughs> you can't. It's not that hard. It's just it's just the the you know the ritual of smoking weed, rolling it, being right. into it. That's what you really like. That's what I really like about it. Right. A nightcap at the end, you know, instead of having a glass of wine, you smoke a little bit of a joint. That's what's better. But it wasn't that hard to quit, though. Yeah, I Especially can't. The payoff it. is the dreams. Like, I love dreaming. The dreams are, dreams are crazy. I started, like, writing down my dreams now. That's good. That I'm glad that you said that. And I hope that you, like, look into sometimes, like, the meaning of dreams. Have you ever done that yet? Well, I started reading Carl Jung now. And he was so big into the dream world and his mm-hmm. like his whole like uh, philosophy on dreams and how it's a part. We're all connected to each other with, through dreams. Mm-hmm. That's what he believed that like we were part of this sort of like hive mind kind of through the dream world. And- yeah, because dreams are dreams are so interesting because a lot of times they have like a hidden message for you. Yeah, and and for the listeners that do believe in God, sometimes it's, it's a God revealing something to you in your dream or, you know, something that you're supposed to be aware of or watch out for or protect yourself from, or, you know, whatever. There's some crazy. Yeah. It does. It does put you on the defense when you do dream about something and something looks familiar. You're like, okay, Mm -hmm. I got to watch out for this. I have experienced that. Mm-hmm. I, I messaged you and I was like, I had a dream. We did a podcast. We got to do a podcast. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. And it's, it's crazy because um, some stuff like that, like the recurring dream, I used to have the same one all the time when I was little. And I still to this day have no idea what the hell it means, but it was like nothing but flipping pages, like in, in the, like the yellow book you know, like a phone book and it just kept flipping and flipping and flipping. And I'm like standing on these pages and they're flipping and I would wake up and go to the bathroom or whatever and go right back to sleep. And the same thing. Have and that dream doing that in real life, like no. doing that in real life. And it, and it happened. Like, what do they call that when you see it in, in your dreams? And then like it deja vu. Yeah. Like deja vu. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or, or what do they call that? Uh, CERN. CERN is, <laughs> is mixing with our timelines or something Mandela yeah. effect. I, I read something earlier today that they said that they made a mistake that they really don't know what the God particle is. No kidding. So this is like what, 20 years of research saying they found the God particle and now they're like, ah, it's not <laughs> what we thought it was. Well, there no, was shit. Dust in there. no shit. <laughs> <laughs> Might have been dust on that uh, on the, any of those space rockets that we've seen lately, right? <laughs> yeah, but that that whole CERN thing is a little creepy, though. Everything about it, like its symbolism. They did these weird like dances out. Did you ever see that? They had like a weird like yeah. ritual right outside of it. Yeah, they got Shiva the Destroyer like sitting on top, and I think it sits on an old temple, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Like CERN itself, it's there's a lot of strange things that goes on with that. Even their symbolism, like six, 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 and all that stuff. I know we're not getting into that in the podcast, but just you know, it's there's a lot going on there that just doesn't make sense. Or they can just be trolling all of us. Well, that's that's entirely possible too. I mean, yeah, look at the Super Bowl stuff. Yeah, you know, and everything everybody's posting about the Super Bowl and like Ice Spice and 
all of yeah. that stuff. And but I'm think like, about what they've been able to do. They don't even have to do anything anymore. They just let us do it now. They don't even have to do anything. They can literally just have a regular commercial and then we can go, oh, the red symbolism, the woman in red, this, and look at it does this and Babylon and the whore, this, and you know, they don't even have, they've gone to a point now where we're breaking down things that aren't even there anymore. I have got to ask you how you feel about people that are constantly like finding or seeing symbolism and literally everything. Like it could be, like the most innocent post in the world or, you know, a certain color that you wear or something. And, and literally like conspiracies abound on everything. I think How do become, you feel about I think that? It's become like a mental, mental illness almost. I do too. You know? Like it's just a little strange that there can't be everything, you know, you know what even, even it's even worse. I know it's a little off this when you you're that way with no type of research. Mm -hmm. You're just that way now because you watch a TikTok video and now you're seeing that, oh, this symbolism and this things. It's mm -hmm. it's like you almost you're trying to find a way to make everything negative. And it's, mm -hmm. it's probably a way that you're coping with something else because mm -hmm. it's so strange to me when you do when you're like, oh, you see 666 and this and that, and you're breaking it down. It's like so strange. It's like it's not that serious. It's Plus, like, if you it's like cultish to me. Yeah. And it's it's like annoying to yeah. me because it's like. You know, like I've done this before because yeah, we went too. to rock concerts and it of didn't, course. I wasn't immersed in Satan rock, or anything. You know, I've, I, I sit like this sometimes, you know, it's not a right. vagina, it's a Same. triangle, you know what I mean? Right. And like, I've, I don't think I'm supporting the devil. Plus, and if you follow the dark arts and you're into it, like everybody says it is, it's all the energy you put into it. So, you right. know, black magic and white magic is all what you put into it. If you make, if you use the intent is what, what's it all about. If you Absolutely. follow Alison Crowley and every, all these other people that these people study so much, it's all intent. So mm -hmm. it's all what you put into it. So if you're seeing darkness, you're going to make it dark, you know? Right. So if you're trying to find something negative and, oh, that's a, that's a devil's worshiping thing. Like you're making it that that's exactly what mm -hmm. it is, you know? So it's, but like you said, it's cultish. It's a lot of people. I think like they're just trying to be accepted into this. It's cool now. Right. Look at all the podcasts, right. all those all these podcasts breaking down symbolisms and everything. And and I mean, people will break down two hour podcasts on stuff that's just like what's Occam's razor. New, numerology. Yeah. Numerology is another one. And it's like there are some people that literally post every day like the numerology assigned to like everybody's name or something. And so if it comes out with a certain number, then obviously that means that you're with Satan. And I'm like, what? <laughs> Relax. Like, don't get me wrong. Like the Pythagoreans believed in all this numbers and everything back in the day. Mm -hmm. Like there is, there is legitimate numerology and whatnot, but it's not everything. I mean, it can't be everything. Yeah, you know, it can't be your whole life. It's like, oh, six plus six equals nine. Nine divided by three is three. See, right? See, I, knew it. I knew it. You know, right? Sign and Babylon. It's it makes me crazy, and also makes me like cringe and not want to listen to a lot of shows because everything is a conspiracy. Yeah, and you know whatever. And to me, like I'm so happy go lucky literally all the time and it's like i'm not gonna put my energy into stuff like that because it doesn't matter to me you're feeding into the egregore of that you know that's exactly yes. what you're doing yeah mm -hmm. you're you're 
you're making yourself into a form of a talisman now, you know, mm -hmm. you're becoming what that thing wants you to do right now and be right. part of that little cult. And you're becoming the talisman for this dark energy that you're supposedly exposing. Mm -hmm. So that's what people don't get. You've become dark magic and you don't even realize it by doing all this all the time. Mm -hmm. And, and people that are like, well, you can't use your computer and you can't watch TV. You can't watch TV because it's a black cube of Saturn, but yeah. they're literally on their phone. Yeah, exactly. All the time. And I'm like, oh, okay. Is that it's your just, phone? Just like with too? the Super Bowl, like, oh, it's this and it's that. But you all still watched it. You know, mm -hmm. you're all watching the Super Bowl. I yeah, can't enjoy I did. sports, you know. My hubby had on like the first half before he went to bed. And as soon as he went to bed, I'm like, turn that shit off. Because I'm not going to watch it. I don't care. I did. I wasn't paying any attention. Yeah, yeah. I was doing other stuff, but like, I don't. See, I do agree that there is, you know, I think more it's rigged as a far of like sports oh, betting and yeah. sports book. Like the right. NFL, instead of people worrying about like Taylor Swift, like the NFL partnered with two sports books. That's a bigger conspiracy than right. Taylor Swift dating. Like, oh, you mean. Pretty women like hot football players. That's not a big fucking new. That's not a new thing. They've been banging. Cheerleaders been banging sports athletes since high right. school. You know what I mean? That's why, like, to me, like, I like sports because I grew up playing, like, all different kinds of sports and stuff. But the only thing I ever watch if I'm watching sports is UFC. No, oh, I yeah. love UFC. Oh, I love it. I love boxing. Now, can, can that be, like, rigged or scripted? Sure. Do, of course, but I don't know. That's yeah, like the only what? thing I care about. You watch wrestling, like WWE, and that's entertaining. So, and that's all rigged. Like, you know, it's definitely scripted. Oh, yeah. You know, my grandfather, <laughs> God bless his soul. My grandfather, you know, he, he was an immigrant from Albania. And I remember telling him, I was like, you know, wrestling is scripted. You know, he's like, no. He goes, but championship matches, they're real. They're real. I know they're real. <laughs> <laughs> and I feel like, you're right, Grandpa. They're real, 100%. <laughs> Whatever you say, Grandpa. <laughs> Whatever you say, yeah. <laughs> but it is. That's, and then, like, the same thing, like, you were going back to before, when like, you have all these podcasts, doom and gloom. That's why I like listening to certain people that mix comedy with them, because mm -hmm. they're not taking it serious. They're giving you the information, because they just pointed out the information that they get, and they're doing a ton of research into it. But they're right. not making it, like... Like doom and gloom and oh my god and this they're just showing you information that's interesting and it's fun and you get to interact with each other and that's the mm -hmm. that's the best thing about the podcast. That's why I like when people join our podcast because we interact with everybody and we become oh. like a family. I mean, you see, you're there every week and we enjoy each other's company every week and we get we get we look forward to talking to each other every week and that's what I like about certain podcasts. Mm -hmm. And when you start becoming like dark and you become an asshole, you turn into an asshole. A hundred percent. When there's nothing worse than, than listening to a fucking know-it-all. It's the worst, like it's the worst person to listen to. And I think there has been like personality changes in people that I've known like over all these years where they started out one way and changed into something else. And I don't know if it's like them personally or the cultishness of yeah. the whole community because it is it is very um culty and i will say sometimes very childish it's extremely childish because it's like well i don't like so and so so you shouldn't like so and so either yeah you, yeah. you shouldn't be friends with them because i'm not friends with them 
Yeah. I don't care who anybody's friends with. I'm an adult. Yeah. I just like listening to a show. It's a podcast. It's not that mm-hmm. serious. <laughs> I like, I like um, things that are like niche that are like not everybody's talking about. And that's why I love your show because it's funny. And like hearing you guys' stories about like growing up or whatever, you always have stories about something, which I enjoy because that goes along with my show. That's why I like talking to people because I get to hear about people's lives. You know what I mean? I love stuff like that because it's different. Yeah. When we first started our podcast, we wanted to be a conspiracy podcast. Mm-hmm. And then like after a while, we, we we recorded a couple episodes and me and Legend were like, this is not us. Uh, right. We're just we're a couple guys, Jersey guys that like to sit down, have a couple drinks and tell stories. Right. You know, and, and act out our stories and, and get people involved. And that's what we've always been like. So when you listen to our show, it's like hanging out with the boys on the deck having a drink. That's the right. Way we like so it. it's like getting to know you like I was sitting there with you. And that's yeah. what I like. Because that would be super dangerous if we were all hanging out together. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We're planning on doing a big meetup. I would look forward to that day because that would be like hilarious. That would be so fun. We were talking about doing it, maybe like having a big meetup with everybody. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing with our podcast. Like we have friends that are high up in the podcasting and in the influencer world. Right. We don't put them on the show because we'd rather put our friend with no followers who's right. just a friend, you know, just a normal guy that we just hung out with. And we put him on and, and he becomes a star of the show for the for just that hour. And it becomes his show. I like that, though. And I'm one of those people like I don't usually like to get guests that have been on everybody else's show and is like making their rounds around the community or like. People only will get authors of books or whatever. I don't have time to read like whole entire books every week for a show. I I can't sit down that long to read a book like that. But it's like, I don't like the, the, the routine run of the mill cookie cutter type stuff. We had like Hotep Jesus on one of our shows and we got him to just, do what we were doing, telling stories mm-hmm. and acting and seeing a different side instead of the smart, you know, good mm-hmm. take side that you see all the time every day. And that's like we had Juan on the show too, Juan Ayala. Mm-hmm. Shout out mm-hmm. to Juan. And we had him break out of that shell instead of doing grimoire stuff and all this esoteric stuff, just talking about normal life stuff, about kids and everything. Mm-hmm. And that's what we do if we do bring somebody on. Just We're just talking about normal stuff. We don't need right. you to be professional at this point because we don't care. <laughs> Because we're not professional. It's Emperor, very unprofessional. I'm half retarded. You know? half retarded. You're going to explain something to me? I'm like, ah. You are not. I just, I love that about you because it's so like down to earth and, and fun and humorous. Like there's always, always something to laugh at, which I yeah. love that. Because yeah. it's and, and better. Like, don't get us wrong. We have good takes and we are intelligent men. Don't get us wrong. But, you know, we don't need to be that intelligent right now. Right. <laughs> We don't need to be, we're not trying to outthink anybody. We're trying to get information out to our friends because a lot of our friends are stuck in a bubble. You know, right. I'm sure you have the same problem where they're listening to only certain things and they don't want to open up their minds to certain things. So we can break them into this, this, mm-hmm. our little circle a little bit by little drips of this. So we mm-hmm. talk to them a little about some of the series, make it funny, and then give them a little something to think about. And most of the right. time people will text me like, you know, I never thought of it that way. You know, I never, I never had that thought before. And I'm like, great, this is what we, this is what we're gunning for. 
Right. And, and that's why, like, I love doing things like that too. And, and I love that you guys do that because even if you break through to one person, that's literally all that matters. Oh yeah. That's all that. That's what we, that's what we talk about all the time. You know, not only that, but we have all successful careers. So this is literally something we just do for fun. If it, right. if it goes big, don't get me wrong. It'll be a plus and we'll have, you know, you'll see me, you know, on Joe Rogan saying dumb things maybe one day, but <laughs> <laughs> that's not the, that's not the goal. The goal is to just have fun and stick, have this friendship, continue to stay close with each other. Mm -hmm. And that's the, that's always been the goal of our podcast. So that's, that's hopefully it stays that way. You yeah. Know, if we do have a fight within the podcast, it's probably going to be scripted so we can get viewers, you know? <laughs> I know somebody else that used to do that. Hmm. Oh yeah, there's a lot of people that do that. <laughs> the the fake podcasting beef. Meanwhile, they're all talking to each other and they're all just exactly. Saying, and the, uh, after the show, everybody's like giggling and hanging. But podcasts out. have become scripted. I mean, you see some mm -hmm. of these big podcasts. They have production teams. They have writers. Right. They have these huge studios. I'm doing this in my apartment. You know, right. basic equipment. You know, but most people have these studios, have writers. Some people actually go into a studio to make it look like they're streaming at home. And mm -hmm. it's not a real, it's, it's looks like my get, like setup here, and, but right. it's in a studio to make it look like they're streaming at their house. Like mm -hmm. some people go really deep to look genuine, but a lot of it isn't. And a lot of these big influencers are not, you know, what people think they have connections into the military industrial complex and mm -hmm. the. Intel military intelligence, and if you mm -hmm. look into them, they have family members. Three letter agencies. Yeah, mm. <laughs> yep, and that's that's how they grow this. And a lot of them, I believe, a lot of them don't even know that they are. They don't mm -hmm. even realize that they're they're being used as pawns to get their message out. You know, there's a lot of chit chat about things like that amongst listeners that will point out what shows that they think are like CIA honeypots or. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, whatever. I've had that. I've had listeners get a hold of me on multiple occasions and I'm like, I don't know. I'm like yeah. makes sense though, because nobody knows who you are, and then overnight you have like you're on every show. A bazillion followers. Yeah. Oh no, though when you do the rounds, like some guy that's like nobody, and then all of a sudden he's booked on the same big conspiracy shows. And I'm not gonna name them, but we know who they are. It's the same right. This and there he's back to back to back to back showing up on these shows, you know, mm -hmm. and then 10 months down the line, you figure out, oh, this guy was a fraud. But just to, well, and to that's come up the, with like. That's the thing. Like if if somebody goes on like um, all the big shows, you know, and then they, they're supposed to be the leading authority on like uh, the thing that we had going on for the last several years, right? With the lockdowns and stuff. Yeah. It doesn't not make you wonder, okay, all these other doctors that were speaking out on stuff um, were getting their licenses removed, uh, going in front of the state medical board. They're being trashed yep. all over social media. But there's certain people that, that went on all the big shows and is pushed out front as the expert. Yep. I was like, mm, really now? The math ain't mathing. Do some investigative work on that person or people and you will find uh that that's they're not who they say they are no absolutely uh, and it, especially when their takes aren't new 
mm-hmm. or their takes aren't original. It's the same talking points that you hear over and over again. Mm-hmm. It's like, right. you know, during the whole Q movement, remember how you had these podcasts breaking down Q posts? And it was mm-hmm. like, they were literally caught up in this fake world of, right. of QAnon posts by just reading words that a mysterious Q person put, you know, it's probably mm-hmm. the three letter agencies using that too. Right. But, and they became, they became huge, some of these guys. I mean, I'm talking mm-hmm. thousands and thousands of views on their, on their shows. Right. Breaking down a, a post and then creating a scenario like, oh no, it's underground bases and there's troops deployed and there's this mm-hmm. and there's that. And it's like, it was, it was pretty wild seeing that. Yeah. There was, there was a lot of stuff like that. Now for me, like critical thinking goes a long way and somebody showed me one time like the dumbs with this with the like star map and how they kind of line up yeah and i was like now that's interesting does that mean something special i don't know yeah i don't claim to know everything but okay that's cool and ironic yeah you know but it it, that's definitely something to look into but you didn't create your own storyline from within it and then ran Mm -hmm. with it and then mm-hmm. back it up because this is what they do. They'll back it up with fake references. Mm-hmm. Like they'll just say, "Yeah, and this is what it is." And as my research, meanwhile, they're doing no—they're creating a story. They're living in like a science fiction world, pretty much. Right. And that was going. It was going on during the pandemic, during everything. Like you saw it. That was the craziest time ever to be alive. And I think this year we're probably going to enter in the same type of situation well, again. You know, um, one of the things that they're like pushing out in the media right now is fear porn. Um, is that we have a case of bubonic plague. I saw that. And then the Alaxapox, right? And they had Alaxapox or something. So um, if people look up the bubonic plague, this is not new. We literally have cases of the bubonic plague in the United States every single year and have since they started recording data. Yeah. But it's like, oh, my God, you should panic. It's Black Death and everybody's going to die because the bubonic plague's here. And I'm like, that's, that's not new. Yeah. Or or the the push now, like all these unvaccinated kids now, these parents are vaccinating their kids. Mm-hmm. It's got it's not the millions of illegals coming in. Right. That are right. Undiagnosed. It's not them at all. It's definitely the parents that are saying, no, don't give my kid a vitamin K shot. Right. At the, at, at the place, which is. Which I've been learning more about that. It's so crazy. Like when you get into that, when with the baby's in the hospital, like what they mm-hmm. do, they're literally drug pushers. And it's like, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. It's- yeah. And and uh, hepatitis B, which if anybody knows anything about hepatitis <laughs> yeah. B, that's yeah. sexually transmitted. Well, your baby's not going to have anal sex and get a tattoo anytime. Well, so, unless, <laughs> unless maybe um, they have a moyle at yeah. the hospital. Yeah. Like... <laughs> Those possibility those can't mention that <laughs> <laughs> that'll get us canceled right away <laughs> oh my god some of the some of the news stories though are so like insane that you have to find humor and stuff so you know um like when all this you can identify as a fire truck or whatever came out Right. And all these people are like marrying trees and and all of this stuff. So I saw a story from South Carolina um, that 
a trans species man who identifies as a deer was accidentally shot by hunters because he painted himself like a deer and put on a whole rack of antlers. <laughs> I mean, you fuck with the bulls, we get the horns, right? <laughs> I'm just work? saying what our, our world is so screwed up, you know, like the, I'm, I'm grateful I don't teach in a classroom anymore because like the students are, you know, identifying as a cat and wanting yeah. litter boxes yeah. or pee pee pads or, you know, whatever. And I'm like, why do people allow that? It's crazy. It's it's become crazy. That's done by design is to do that, to mm -hmm. make people unaware of who they are and try to create a new persona for them. And people mm -hmm. are just, just like we were talking before about like even these podcasts and everything, people want to be accepted so bad mm -hmm. into these little circles. That's why it becomes cultish. And Fitting in. Yep. Uh -huh. They want to be accepted so bad or be unique so bad. Mm -hmm. People want to be known as that guy. I, 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 I think I'm fucking deer. Like, that's crazy to think that, you know, mm -hmm. why would you pick a deer out of all? And they're the rats of the forest, you know, it's like, I like deer. I like deer I too, but it's like, pick something majestic, be like a unicorn or something, you know? Okay. Here's <laughs> a, here's a question for you. Ready? Um, this is going to be, would you rather, all right. Would you rather have a house that is uh, got a lot of raccoons or would you rather have a house that has a lots of roof rats or spiders? That's a tough one. Cause I like the spiders cause they'll keep you away from the other bugs, you know, but I'm shit scared of spiders. <laughs> raccoons in their little man hands. Those things are creepy as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> but spiders and roof rats. I might have to go with raccoons, to be honest with you. I think I feel like I could train them and be like little, I can have like a little flute and have them do whatever I want, you know? Could be the Pied Piper of yeah. those. Yeah. Okay, so here's another one. Are you ready? Mm -hmm. So snakes and deer or skunks? Well, I feel like a skunk is cute, and if it, you don't fuck with it, it's not going to spray you. But it might get it might get a little scared once in a while, and then you're fucked. You know. Uh, you want to know why I asked you this? Okay, so we we were joking the other day because everywhere we've ever lived has had one of these issues. So when I first moved to Tennessee, the house we lived in raccoons like crazy they were tearing our roof off tearing the gutters off they even tore the roof vent off they're little motherfuckers yes um and then if you have uh somebody come out to, with traps or whatever they charge you per raccoon that they catch <laughs> that's a lot of money i'm sure so so we moved to the next place um, because we had to, we sold the raccoon house and we had roof rats, which we didn't know at the time they were in the attic and they literally sounded like construction workers with heavy boots. No shit. Like constantly all the time. And I'm like, what the hell is that noise? And like the kids and everybody's like, I don't, it's right outside my room. I don't know what it is. So roof rats. And then we had like every kind of spider imaginable, like 
all throughout this house because I had like wood beams in the yeah ceiling and stuff and, and whatever. So they were always coming down. The spiders are the creepy. I remember one time, a little off top, I was I had a girl in my apartment, right? And we're sitting there, we're getting in the mood. I got the R and B playing, glass of wine, everything's <laughs> happening, everything's beautiful. Then all of a sudden, <laughs> spider just comes mm-hmm. coming down. And lands like right in front of her and she freaks out. I'm like, this cock blocking spider, you know, what the <laughs> fuck, you know, the way it came down just perfectly. I'm like, oh, it ruined everything. It she said, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a movie, like, you are not down. supposed to be doing this. Yeah. This is haram. <laughs> I could, that's what we had literally all the time. They would drop from those beams. And so you'd be sitting there watching TV or something. And here comes like a brown recluse down in oh, front man. of your face or something. And, and I'm they like, they bite too, right? Oh, yeah. They're, they're yeah. poisonous. Yeah. No, thank it's, you. So I was like, oh, this, this house. I'll, I'll treat like a girl if I see a spider. And I'm like, oh, yeah. no. <laughs> all of a sudden I start doing this. Like, oh. <laughs> I don't, I don't mind um, spiders so much because we've had some. Have you ever heard of a trapdoor spider? Yeah, yeah, I have. I have. They're they're kind of they kind of resemble like tarantulas. Yeah, they're yeah. big like tarantulas, no. and I've had a tarantula like scurry across my hand before when I lived in Arizona. Um, I was taking care of these people's terrarium, which is just basically like cactuses out in their like dirt yard, rock yard, whatever. And I had my hand up on the wall. Do what? They're not aggressive though. Tarantulas, right? No, no, it was not. Thank God. But I didn't know that. I'm just, I had my hand up on the wall. I'm leaning over like doing the whole watering thing. And it, and I, Flipped my hand, screamed, fell backwards right on a prickly pear spiny oh. cactus. I had cactus spines in my pooter for days. <laughs> I don't mean to laugh, but. Yeah, that was not fun. <laughs> I can see why you don't like spiders now. Yeah, I don't I don't mind them like because we always had wolf spiders and stuff that carry all the babies on their back. Yeah. And, you know, those kind of things don't bother me now if i was overseas and saw some of those giant like camel spiders or whatever like in, like in australia i'd be no like fucking, no way no way my brother gotta, was in iraq and when my brother mm-hmm. was serving in the army he got bit by a spider in his stomach and it mm-hmm. literally created like this hole in his stomach mm-hmm. he had to have like an emergency thing going on he had to have gauze stuffed in there all the time i mean mm-hmm. it was it, the way it looked was just ridiculous it was like it was like that for like a year too. Yeah, I'm not I'm not a fan of spiders that are like the size of a small dog. <laughs> yeah, there's no reason for it. <laughs> we don't like, need that. Don't don't need that problem. So the the that house had like lots of mold and stuff which we didn't know either when we when we got it. And so we had to move. Then we moved out in the country. Had had deer and beavers and you know all kinds of wildlife literally all the time and snakes which I don't like snakes I'm not a fan no getting better but then we moved here and we've seen skunks 
We had a yeah. warm spell. We saw a white skunk. No kidding. Which was like so rare. And he's like, uh, guess what I saw when I was sitting out here this morning? And I said, what? And he's like, uh, a white skunk. And I'm like, you're so full of shit. You didn't see a white skunk. Because at the last house, when we had a beaver out in the yard, he was trying to tell me it was a prairie dog. And I'm like, we don't have prairie dogs in Tennessee. This is not a prairie dog. Yeah. A and I'm like, let's go get the binoculars. It's a beaver. And so I'm like, oh, it's not a skunk. There's no way. And I literally saw it that night. It walked right past me in the cardboard, a white skunk. And I was like, oh, my God, I don't have any tomato juice. Um, <laughs> oh, man. Please don't. Like, but supposedly, if you don't freak them out, they won't really shoot at you. People are like, you should talk to them and calm them down, yeah, which I'm very no good at you. talking to animals, but I don't want to, I don't really want to go, hey, psst, yeah, come here. Peppy. <laughs> yeah. And speaking about Peppy, remember how he just sexually assaulted all those skunks that he was <laughs> right? <laughs> The cat. Peppy was always after the cat. Yeah. It's funny because oh, I would do that. I'll do that to my girl. Like I'll kiss her. I'll be like, oh mon ami. <laughs> and she's like, what are you doing? I'm like, you never seen Looney Tunes back in the day? <laughs> and then you like think about it, like, oh, he was definitely sexually assaulting these cats. <laughs> Stop sexually assaulting your girl. <laughs> this is what she signed up for. All right. <laughs> she knew what she was getting into. Yeah. I, I whispered to her, no is one letter away from now. <laughs> <laughs> and then I do this shh. shh. Uh-oh, don't do that. That makes you Illuminati. Oh, yeah, yeah, sorry. <laughs> yeah, see, somebody's going to watch that and be like, oh, my I God. I knew it. I knew it, guest, Janet. <laughs> he must be a 33rd degree Mason. <laughs> I'm not making fun of people who, who do shows on that. No, 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 not at all. That's, In fact, I do find them very entertaining and it takes a lot right. of research and a lot of right. work to break into what you're doing. I just feel like it's not your whole life. And it's and not for me. Yeah, it's it's not always for me. I find it definitely interesting. And I do love finding like the little connections between that and like throughout mm -hmm. history of everything. And, right. you know, but it's, it's too much. And I feel like, again, you become something negative when you keep thinking negative. It you makes know? your it makes your personality dark. Yeah. And and like when you're really deep into that stuff. And that's why I think a lot of times too, for people that like wake up to, you know, the reality that, that we live in, like they will learn so much so quick that then they have to take like a massive break away from their computer and social oh, yeah, yeah. media and stuff because because <clears throat> it's so dark and it's so much to like take in so yep. if you if you do that kind of stuff every day kudos to you um more props to you I, it's not for me because i don't i like happy things yeah yeah it is i mean you're entering a dark world when you really go deep down that rabbit yeah. hole Especially if you're like doing like occult stuff and like occult stuff, going, yeah. going into like this witchcraft and like how these people use children. Because, you know, people think that the whole Pizzagate thing was fake and mm -hmm. they think that child trafficking is this overblown thing. But there are cases in America, you can look them up, where mm -hmm. people are using kids for witchcraft and whatnot and black magic. And they're there in the dockets in the court 
documents right you look it up you know right. very famous families and and rich families are using children as you know props in their little rituals and that's true mm -hmm. and but it's like it it takes a dark mind to really go there and, and keep reading it and keep yeah i don't it, you know? i don't want to invite anything into my world no. that doesn't need to be here yeah that's the only way right isn't the first rule like you have to invite it in like a vampire you have to invite him into your house and say mm -hmm. come on in it's the same thing with i think that's the same way with demons and spirits and whatnot right I mean, i'm not i'm not big on religion like it used to be i mean i love god i love you know i do believe mm -hmm. that there's a there's a there's a god and everything but i do believe in like the demons and spirits you have to let them in right you have to be a part of it that's why if you don't fear it and you don't sit there and like you know you don't give into it you won't really see anything like, mm -hmm. have I seen shadowy figures before? Yes. But have I said to myself, you know, I'm with God and nothing can affect me. And mm -hmm. that's what made him go away. Could I have been drunk or on drugs? Sure. You know, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> but I do, I feel like there's a, I feel like there's a, a, a way you live your life that can invite a lot of things. And I feel mm -hmm. like a lot of people that, that see a lot of dark shit, a lot of bad things happen to them and they don't really leave, live happy lives too. Mm -hmm. You know, you see it. Yeah. You see it on the way they live their lives, how they work, how they do everything. Like you just, mm -hmm. it's not a, it's not a place where I want to be. No. Like and I'm just, I'm just one of those people that like, I don't let stuff bother me. Like I don't let drama in my life and, and whatever. And I will definitely tell you, like, if you're creating drama for me, I'll tell you. And that's it. That's your warning. You There's better no back off. There's no, yeah. at this point in my life, I can't see myself entertaining bullshit anymore. Even right. like now, you know, I have a great, a great girl. I love her. She's such a great woman. But when I was single, I mean, when I first came on your show, I just became single. Right. And I was meeting all these, like, these crazy weirdos people. and crazy, freaky, <laughs> broken women, really, is what I was meeting. Right. Like, really broken women. And I'm like, holy shit. I mean, I can see how you can become angry and depressed with the world when you're meeting women that are broken like right it's like wow it's you can see it because then you meet them they give you a little piece of them and you're like oh my god this is just like mm -hmm. it, it really is like who you surround yourself with can really affect you so i gotta hear like how or where did you meet this new woman she's my best friend's wife best friend so that's how we met Gotcha. So like, yeah. So we she's normal off. and she's not one of the normal crazies that you run into there. No, she's she's great. She is normal. Just a normal person. I remember you told me when you're like, don't worry, when you meet that person, you'll know mm -hmm. right away. Right. You'll know Absolutely. instantly. And when I met her, it was like instantly. I knew right away this girl's mm -hmm. normal, not insane. She just gets it. You know, I'm certain, so happy. I have a unique, I have a unique personality. You know, I go off I go off the rails. With the second, you know, within quicker, you know, blink of an eye, but it takes somebody to understand that. I get back down to earth, you know. I, you know, I just, <laughs> I got a scatterbrain sometimes. Just let me, let me be. I'll come back. I'm like, a, I'm like a hon honing pigeon. I'll come You're right like back. a yo yo. <laughs> yeah, let me go. I'm a yo yo with all the sparks, you know. I start going walking crazy. the dog. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad that you finally found hopefully your person.
Yeah, I think because because you really you really deserve it, and you're such a fantastic, loving, genuine person. And I'm I couldn't be happier for you. No, thank you, thank you. It's great, it's great to see to to know. And like a lot of times when you do, because like when I was dating you, I mean, in the beginning of my podcast, I was single, so I was telling the Mm -hmm. the single stories, and I was just right, just disasters. And I'm sitting here going, "This is real life. This is true," and Mm -hmm. it's. And it's social media and it's broken men to creating broken women, you know, right. and vice versa. Everybody's broken. Broken people are dating broken people and just breaking each other more. Right. And then they, they validate themselves going on these red pill podcasts or these women hating men podcasts, mm-hmm. you know, then they become members to that and they still, they're back in the cycle. And next thing you know, they're just, they're lost, gone. And all right. they're doing is trying to see how many more people they can make miserable. You know, it's, I I'm not saying men are, I'm not saying men are innocent either. Trust me. You know, I'm, but it's like I said, broken people are dating broken people and just breaking each other. Well, you know what I think a lot of it is too, is people bring so much baggage from previous relationships and automatically drop it on your doorstep and expect that your relationship is going to be the same way. Correct. Yeah. It's, you know, like true. waiting for the other shoe to drop. You can't have a healthy relationship like that. No, because this person is not the old person, right? And so you have to like take those bags to the dumpster and throw them in and get over whatever it was that hurt you or, you know, that made you upset and learn your lesson and go forward in a next one. Yeah. And, and like to the man side of things, like the men side of things, you've got to be a man. You got to take your lumps and you got to be forward. A woman's not going to follow your lead if you're not a leader. You know, I'm not saying that there's gender roles and she's going to be. No, I I believe in that wholeheartedly. I do. If you're not, if your woman can't believe in you and you're looking like a maniac, she's not going to put her trust in you. She's not going to give you all because you're not yourself able to lead yourself into anything positive. So there's no way you can have her follow along. You know, you can't demand anything from her when you don't got your shit together. Right. You know, and she sees it and women see that right away. Men are, men are supposed to be the natural leaders of a relationship. I I believe that too. Family, whatever. And so, you know, that protector role is what you're supposed to be. And I think that's a problem with a lot of relationships now Yeah, is that men don't value themselves enough to be that protector and to be that leader. And it's like, okay, well, whatever you say, honey, we'll do whatever. Yeah, no. It can't be the way because when we say protector role, people think, oh, protector from people from like violating you. But it's more I'm protecting you because you're an emotional woman. I'm protecting Mm -hmm. you from yourself. So -hmm. you got to trust me that I love you and I and I care for you that I'm protecting you when you do something that could affect, affect you. You got to trust me in that. So for you to give me your trust in yourself, like right. me making decisions for you, you got to really look up to me. Like you have to look up to me because mm-hmm. I tell people all the time, I can date a woman that works at Starbucks, right? With no mm-hmm. problem. I can bring her home, make her my wife. A woman won't look at a guy in Starbucks most of the time and go, I want to marry that guy. You know, it's just the way it works. It's not that I'm not saying all of them, but most part, right. you know, for yeah. the most part, if you're in Starbucks or like you see a guy that's a barista making $15 an hour, a lot of women ain't looking saying that's my guy where a man doesn't care. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter. That doesn't even come to our brain. Like we don't care. I think that's the problem right? with females is because 
there are a large percentage of population of females that that expect like oh yeah <laughs> kind of yeah. like nowadays um where you expect like the man to do everything and provide everything and and you know like be at your beck and call like you deserve yeah lots of money or whatever that's that you could have all the money in the world and still be the most miserable couple on the face of the planet 100 100 percent. i think that's I'm, a big i i have never been like the typical female thing because i believe in gender roles i believe my role is at home making food and cleaning the house and you know whatever and i believe that you know, he should control the finances and be the leader, all of that stuff. Not to I say that your role at home is not as just as important right. as my role right. working. And yeah. that's where that's where the friction comes. Well, we do right. this and we raise a family. And I'm saying, yes, that is just as important. Mm -hmm. And it's not that this person does this and that means more. It's it's together that, that they're both important roles right. and they got to work synergistically. And that's the important part. Yep. And that's where people go off of, of the rails now. And on top of that. Women are being raised now to be strong, independent, successful, mm -hmm. be corporate America. Guess what those are? Strong, independent. Those are men traits. We don't mm -hmm. want those men traits. Right. I want a woman that's not that's soft, agreeable, understanding. <laughs> you know that's, what I mean? That's loving and nurturing yeah. and yeah. emotional and not manly. Yeah, I don't. That's I don't the thing. I don't. I don't. I want a man that is a man. Exactly. That acts manly. I don't want a feminine man because that's not my thing. No, and that feminine trait that I have friends that are like that, that that they're they're not bad people. They love the woman so much, but they can't stand up to her. Right. You know, and that's the problem. And eventually they'll cheat or they'll leave because right. it's just not working out. They can't do that, you know. There's right. never a time like my girl gets it. There's never a time that I gotta tell her, all right, shut the fuck up. I don't have to do that to her, but sometimes you have to do it sometimes, right. you know, like, Hey, you're getting a little emotional, knock it off. Like stop you're making it, you know? me crazy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And a lot of these people you see when you go out, I had that problem too. I was with somebody who embarrassed me when I went out for my other friends and my family. Oh, that, that would not fly with me. And that was embarrassing to me because now what happens is people don't look at her and go, she's embarrassing. They look at you and go, what are you doing? You know, mm -hmm. right. how are you with this person? You know, they don't look at her and hold her responsible. They look at me and say, what are you doing? This is what you bring around your family. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's my ex-husband was like that. He was super embarrassing every time we would go even to dinner or something. And he would get like totally blitzed drunk. Like we went bowling with his family, his parents one time. And he got super drunk and he's trying to bowl and he forgets to let go of the ball. And he's like going down the lane. He gets up and starts stripping his clothes off. Jesus Christ. In the middle of the bowling alley. And oh that was the kind of stuff that would literally happen all the time. Like a cruise ship. We went on a vacation and he got tanked at dinner and we all went to the nightclub, the people that were sitting at our table, which we just met. We didn't know him. We went to the nightclub on the ship. And again, he gets up and strips all his clothes off. And I'm like, Jesus Christ. Uh, <laughs> oh it's so fun. Like, I can't yeah. take you anywhere. No, no. 
peeing in the closet in front yeah. of a real that's estate not... agent that's trying to sell our house. Just uh, embarrassment. Cool. Yeah. And that that's the thing is a lot of people now are, and I think social media has a lot to do with it. You're not, people are not living their roles that they're supposed to. Right. They feel like they have to be, sometimes they try to make over it by being dickhead masculine. Right. You know, like too much of an asshole. You got to, right. you could be stern with a woman, but you have to be soft to get through to her. And you have to be you know? respectful. You exactly. You say things in a, in a non-respectful way and expect yeah. her to respond with anything other than shitty right back to you. Yeah, and if you don't have your shit together, no woman's looking at you and agreeing with you and being, uh, being nice to you and nurturing to you. Especially if you're if you're gambling too much, you're an alcoholic, you're all this, and mm -hmm. then when you say something to her like, "No, you're not going to do this," she's like, "Motherfucker, you don't even have your shit together. What are you talking right. about?" No, you no, you can't go buy a pair of shoes because I said so, and it's yeah. okay for you to have. Thirty thousand dollars in gambling debt. Yeah, yeah, yep, exactly. That's mm -hmm. the that's what I, my point. It's like, there you go, and that's what we even on our podcast. If you see, we try to give because we have a lot of younger guys that listen to us. We try to give them a little advice on how to deal with women, and mm -hmm. for the most part, we always say, just gotta be a man. That's it. Right. There's nothing wrong with being a man and acting like a man and making decisions and being stand ten toes down, whatever you stand for. Whatever you do, whether you're talking to your girl, you can't don't argue her for nothing. If you have a valid point, stand 10 toes down and you tell her your point, and that's it. Mm -hmm. You know, right. you never give it. We don't negotiate with terrorists. That's it. <laughs> well, and that's it's funny that you said that because there's so many couples that that are like that, and their communication pattern, I guess, is like fighting or screaming at yeah. each other all the time. Yeah, and that's what kind of relationship no, is that going to be you're creating a ticking time bomb mm -hmm. okay when you have that chaos constantly whether it be in your relationship or when you go out with your friends you're drinking you're creating a, just a time bomb and it's going to explode right. when you have that that type of communication there's right. no reason i don't have to raise my voice at all i mean you you would know right away the way i talk if i start talking to you sternly that's as as high as my voice gets and that's it you've there's got no that you've got that old-timey parenting thing yeah, <laughs> you probably will master that the look too, where yeah, you just, can like shoot a look at your kids and they know they better knock it off. Oh now. yeah, my father was so good at that. Uh huh. <laughs> my, my mother was good at that too. too. Mm -hmm. She would throw a, a, a like a we call them papuchas, like a sandal. She would throw mm -hmm. it at you like a ninja star and just hit you directly on the head. Bang. <laughs> I saw a video about that not too long ago, which made me laugh, and it was like all these you know, guys or whatever, and then their moms and they were like out on a hike together or something. And you'd see like this sandal going flying by. <laughs> <laughs> That's how we were raised. But, you know, and then you don't have to raise your kids that way, like all tough. And like, that doesn't work either because you do raise no. insecurities in the kids too. And, mm -hmm. you know, and when you raise your kids a little too rough and be strong, whatever, they don't know how to be sensitive and they take right. it when they are sensitive as being quote unquote, like I'm acting like a little bitch. Or mm -hmm. I'm being that when it's not, when you're just showing emotion. So there is a balance you have to do there. But you do have to raise the kids to be men. If you're talking to your younger cousins, your friends, you got to tell them, got to be a man. Get your shit together. You mm -hmm. don't have, we don't have the option. Let's say a man, you get divorced, you get out. You don't have a time to be an emotional mess. You got to right. get your shit together. Okay. Woman does have time, but you don't. Because you got to move on. No woman's going to be attracted to you if you're an emotional mess. Yeah. And. And you can't let people 
other people clean up your messes for you all right. the time. No, no, no. That's that's not a that's not an attractive trait or quality that you no, want to <laughs> portray because you know women like that take charge kind of guy and somebody that Absolutely. does have their shit together and is intelligent. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. No, they don't like a guy who comes off like a little bitch at all. You mm -hmm. know, at, at first maybe they do like it because they have this notion that some women think I can fix him and I can make him like this, but that gets so old. Oh, he's broken. Mm -hmm. Exactly. You, yeah. This little puppy dog that I can nurture Project. him and make him feel better, but that gets old. And that's the girl that ends up fucking her work husband at work. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know? Those those kind of things like me, I have a lot of male friends like you, um, but like my husband knows everybody that I'm friends with because we talk about it all the time. So it's like everybody that I'm friends with almost like lives in our house, right? Yeah. Because we have conversations about that, but there's so many people that hide those things. And that's a big problem. Yes. That's a huge problem. Like we're, we have really good communication and always have had because I literally know every person that he works with. He knows everybody that I podcast with or friends with or whatever. We've always had that communication that's very open and very honest about literally everything. That's the only way to be because when you start having those little lies, like let's say you're, you meet somebody at work. I have a friend now who's got a problem with this girlfriend making a friend at work and being too flirty with them and talking to them too much. And that's a problem, you know, because mm -hmm. she's not being honest with him about the relationship. She's like, oh, we just hang out here. But you guys are texting each other and sending each other memes all day. Like that's right. That's a problem. And plus, if if it bothers me, unfortunately, you got to stop. Like mm -hmm. if I tell you your relationship with your man is bothering me, you have to respect that and be like, OK. Maybe right. I don't get why it's bothering you, but I have to respect that it's bothering you and I got to stop it. Right. You know, once you double down, now it doesn't matter. You should might as well sleep with the guy because now you're defending another man over me. At that mm -hmm. point, there's no yeah, saving. And that, that should never, never happen. Like if you're in a relationship with somebody, if you get married to somebody, whatever, that person comes first before oh, everyone yeah. else yeah. and everything else, even before your kids. Yep. You know, it's a legend you say that all the time. He's like, you, your wife comes first before anybody because mm -hmm. your kids are going to grow up and have their own lives and your wife's still going to be there with you. Right. So and you, can't, sure. you can't have like a strong household if you don't have a strong relationship together. A hundred percent. That's so true. You know, like, I guess I'm very lucky because my first marriage was total garbage. And then I met him and it's like, we are on the same page and like evenly yoked on everything. Yeah. Yeah. And like we grew out of, you know, the party scene together and we grew spiritually together and, and whatever. And there's nothing that we can't talk about. We never fight. We never argue. And we That's like spending time together. Whereas some people like got to have the man cave or the woman cave or whatever to get away from each other. Yeah. Yeah. We don't feel that way. Yeah, I, I can be around my girl all the time. She never yeah. annoys me. Like, that's like the way it's best just, friends. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, if I'll be playing video games, she stays right behind me. She's got her feet up on my shoulders. You right. know, I got big shoulders, so she can't do that, you know. <laughs> She's just next to me. Because like, I'm you know? a man. <laughs> yeah, because I'm a man, you know. <laughs> 
I'm built like I'm, a brick house, but whatever. I'm you know? so happy though that you finally have that because I know we've talked on many occasions about like the crazy females and <clears throat> trying to date. Yeah, it's... and and whatever, and I that would be a nightmare for me. I don't have oh, any no, desire. To that's ever why I tell people if, if you have somebody that you're in love with now, try to make it work because the grass is not greener. If you guys already love each other, that's 90% of the battle right there. Oh, yeah. Get to get back to the way to respect each other. because And, and learning how to communicate about yeah. stuff is so important because, you know, like they always talk about everybody's got a different love language. Yeah. You got to yeah. make compromises sometimes because sometimes like the male or the female can be like a really touchy, feely person and the other person is not. Correct. Yep. You know, so yep. you, you've got to like communicate those things. So I don't know. I can go all night about relationships. Me too. <laughs> that should be it, a whole nother show. <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm both get a panel together. <laughs> it's funny because like I would, I would sit there and talk to women that were really like, like women's rights feminists and they would battle, you know, cause I come off like, Oh, we come off misogynistic. And I'd be like, do you understand what the word misogyny means? Right. You're, you're you're insinuating that I hate women. That's so disrespectful to say that to somebody. Like, mm -hmm. I don't hate women. You're, you're pretty much calling me a racist. You know what I mean? In, in right. the same terms. Like when I would hear women say that, when I'd be, oh, you're so misogynistic. I'm like, that's offensive, first of all. Mm -hmm. That's not a word. Uh, I love my, my, my sister, my mother, my grandmother. Like, mm -hmm. I love them more than The reason why I look at so many women, I go, ugh. Is because of how great the examples of my mother, my grandmother, my sister, and my cousins' right. wives, my sister-in-law. Like, there's such great women, and like right. I have those examples to show. Like, this is what women are. And like, when I see you, you're acting like a whore. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. this is not the way women act. Like, I know the way women act. And me pointing it out to you is not misogynistic. It's me pointing out that you're acting like a whore. Like, well, and it not. doesn't matter if you're male or female. You should be able to point out somebody's behavior when it's wrong yeah absolutely because that's even biblical right yeah it's yeah, tough yeah. love you cannot love somebody completely unless you're willing to give them tough love and people need to hear the truth not what they want to hear exactly exactly but the truth hurts and that's the i know it's a cliche statement but it does that's to true, some people though. You know, yeah. some people can't handle it. And even I've been guilty of it when somebody's told me something I didn't want to hear. And I'm like, oh, man, fuck you. was my first response. You know, fuck you. Like, <laughs> oh, you're right. <laughs> you're right. You know, because most of the time if somebody's pointing out a bad quality in you and they're not being insulting, they're just trying to help you out. They're trying to get right. to you. And it takes a lot. Like even people don't realize it takes me to say, hey, Janet, you know, you really you're fucking up like this. It takes me mm -hmm. a lot to say that to you without right. with navigating, without hurting your feelings. So I've thought about this extensively to try to tell you. And mm -hmm. you don't think about that because you're so caught up in yourself. You're like, oh, I don't realize, man, this person really took a lot to come to me and talk to me like this. Well, and that's you know? the thing, too, is because a lot of people um, don't see their own behavior, but outsiders see their behavior first. Yeah. And so it should be somebody coming to you to be like, you know what, like you're being a total jerk or, you know, whatever. Like, and that's why, like, I'm very lucky and blessed, I guess, to have the friends around me that I do, because when somebody calls to tell me like what's going on or, 
you know, how they handled the situation or whatever, I can be like, well, you know, that probably wasn't the smartest thing to say. Yeah. And here's why. Yeah. Probably don't want to do that again. Yeah. <laughs> but again, you got to be at the right state of mind to want to make a change too. You got to want right. to make a change. And if you do care about somebody, you have to be willing to hear what the, you have to respect. Like again, like we say all the time, respect them enough to want to hear their opinion about you. Right. Yeah. You know? But that's the problem is that we live in a negative world, really. That's everything is negative. 100%. You know, that's even right. when you post something on Instagram, like you have close friends and you're like, wow, this person hasn't even liked, like I hear people say, they didn't even like my story. Like you believe that? They didn't even like my story. It's you like have no <laughs> idea. I just had this conversation with my friend because somebody else that we're friends with was like, do you, same thing. Do you believe that? Like they like everyone else's stuff and they don't like mine. Like they're whatever. Like why are, why are they not, you know, commenting or, or, saying stuff about my things if anybody's talking about me specifically i do not spend a lot of time on social media yeah when i do it's literally for a couple of minutes at a time so whatever is in the top of my feed that's what i will like or comment on and then i'm off yeah you're not it's so narcissistic to think it's all about me it's all about me Exactly. Yeah. How many billions of people are on social media? Correct. Yeah. And right? you want everybody to pay attention to you. And if you if you have like a lot of friends or, or whatever, then you're probably not going to see everything everyone posts. No, absolutely not. And plus, are you liking everything somebody's posting? No. So to expect everybody to like your shit is like, come on, like get real. But this is the same. This is that all about me society that we're in right now. Right. We're the star of the movie at all times, and this is the problem. You know, nobody wants yeah. to be a role. Hey, they, they give an Oscar for best supporting actress and actor too. People forget about that. You know, I was you gonna say, supporting actor. I want to be like a background singer. Like, okay, I don't want to be in the forefront of stuff like that because I just don't need to be. What What's your go-to karaoke song if you're doing karaoke? Oh. You know what? Back in the day, which I don't, I very rarely have ever done karaoke. So that's a long time ago. <laughs> I liked Shoop. Oh, yeah? Salt and Pepper? Mm -hmm. I would I love can, to hear you I rap it. Wrap that like nobody's <laughs> business. Yeah. You know, when we do our meetup, you got we're going to bring it back. You got to do <laughs> Oh, boy. Yeah. My, no, show, my, my song is Neil Diamond, Forever in Blue Jeans. I, oh, that's, see, that's my, I grew that's my up with that. favorite song. My mm -hmm. mom, my mom and Neil Diamond went to the same high school, so that's why oh, that's she cool. loved Neil Diamond. So I, that's the only song I could sing. Front yeah, front. I think my mom secretly wanted to marry Neil Diamond growing <laughs> up because that was like her favorite singer of all time ever. So yeah, she she's a legend. Thing for him. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, I don't. I don't have very many uh, man crushes, celebrity crushes, like nothing like that. I could say um, that's not my thing. But my mom was super interested in him and Kenny Rogers <laughs> and um, Julio Iglesias. Oh, yeah. Julio yeah. Iglesias. I went yeah. to one of his concerts and I'm, I'm telling you, I've never seen so many women in my life. So oh, I'm so, sure. So many yeah. Spanish women there. It was amazing. 
It was amazing. <laughs> and they were and, all just like fainting and loving him. It was great. You didn't go for a specific reason, did you? <laughs> I went to rub up on Latin women. Yes, I went. Yes. <laughs> That's why I went. I 100%. love it. See, I knew that. I knew the purpose. <laughs> That's why I like you. You're very honest. <laughs> oh, boy. So, my dear, I love you so much. I'm so glad that you're happy. I'm so glad you're doing your show. Happy that you joined me again. Oh, I'm glad to so be back. Tell everybody where they can find you at. You can find me on Twitter at The Haram Life or on Instagram at The Haram Life Podcast or on our website, theharamlife.com. And we're usually live every Wednesday at 9 p.m. Eastern. And you can join us in the chat. And that's the Haram Life on YouTube and Rumble. And uh, this week, though, we're on Thursday because the boys need to take the girls out for Valentine's Aww, Day. So we're going to go on Thursday. But usually every Wednesday, we're there at 9 o'clock. We do it every week. We've been doing it 63 weeks in a row. And we don't plan on stopping. So whoever's out there, join us in the chat. Be part of the family. Join us in the Harambers. So are you taking the, the little woman to uh, Applebee's tomorrow? <laughs> no, I'm taking it to take it to the Chinese spot. Five dollar <laughs> chicken fried rice. See you later. <laughs> hey, that's all right. I like cheap dates like that. I would go. Yeah. So thank you again for joining me, my dear. Love you bunches. It's always Love fun you hanging thank out you so with much. you. Yeah, you so needed the combo. And it's been a while. For me and for Reef, we will talk to you guys next time. Have a good one. Ciao, ciao.